Amen. Amen. Appreciate y'all. Um, a lot of people out. It's a long holiday or something. It's like Monday, kids are out of school. Tuesday, I think, teachers and different ones are out of school. So that's what's sort of hitting us this morning. We've got a lot of folks traveling and different things. But um, I appreciate all of you for, for being here. Thank you for leading us in worship this morning. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me over to the book of Philippians. One other thing I want to ask you guys, every one of you, to be in prayer for, and if you're a county high student, take note of what I'm about to say. Uh, this coming Thursday, starting on Thursdays at 725-ish there in the multimedia room, we're going to start Bible study. We're going to start having a Bible study there at county high. It'll go till the bell rings, so 725 multimedia room there at county high. All of our kids, all of you are invited. Bring kids, bring friends. If you get there early, I don't know how the schedule works, how your schedule is, but God is, God's working. God is doing a really, really cool work, and we just get to sit alongside and be used by Him and see Him absolutely show out. I was talking to David earlier about this morning's message, and um, this is really what I was going to talk about this past Thursday night with the boys uh, we bring, thank y'all all that are helping with feeding on Thursday night. Appreciate y'all so very much. All the Sunday school classes that have rolled through and have served, and those of you that are just popping in, thank you for your service, for your love. Thank you. God does a, a neat thing, and we appreciate you all so very much. But um, this past Thursday, I was going here, and then the Lord changed it, and we went to the graveyard. So we spent our, spent our time in the graveyard with the boys this past Thursday night. But you know, uh, and I've thought about it ever since and tweaked it a little bit. Actually, I got what I was going to first is now going to second. But over in Philippians, have you ever stopped and thought about, I, I was getting ready this morning and I, I knew the kids would be up here. And I've, I've, think, about, think about how far the Lord has brought you, okay? Think about how far we've come as, as, as a church, as a people, I know uh, over the years, how many, how many cantatas have you gotten ready for? How many, how many activities, how many events, how many things? I mean, you know, we're growing up. I'm 45. I, I remember being little. I remember standing up and singing and leading and doing all of that stuff, but I'm not that little guy anymore. I'm, I'm growing up. And, and, and look, God is doing something in each one of our lives. Look how far every single one of us have come. I mean, it was two years ago today, two-year anniversary today, that I stood uh, in an empty room, had the praise team only, and it was middle of the pandemic, and came up here two years ago today, was my first Sunday, here at Chapel Hill, preached to those three cameras, had praise team with us, had choir uh, scattered out, remember we were standing, I think we were, we didn't even have choir, did we? It was, it was something, it was, it was weird, it was just different. Look how far God has brought us. Look how far God has brought us as a church over the last several years. Look at what God's doing in your life. You know, when you stop an inventory, how the, I, I was looking this morning, I was putting my shoes on, I was getting ready and around the house, you know, we got those big pictures like every family has, those big pictures of the kids, you know, and, and, it's weird, I mean, you have it too, but we've got some that don't have Avery in them, you know, because he wasn't born yet. And then we have some that didn't have Adeline and Avery in them because they wasn't born yet. And, you know, it's those big family pictures, and God just continues to move us on. 
God just continues to do a work in our life. Look at, look at Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I got to come down bottom. I feel, I, feel, I feel naked up here. Can I say that in church? I do. I miss, I, mean, I think it's that. I'm so used to stands. I feel lost. I feel like I'm way up here and y'all are way down there. I feel, this feels so much better. Can y'all see me back there? That, something's missing. There's like things over there that's missing. I like it down here better anyway. If I started preaching down here, would I get kicked out of Chapel Hill? I like it better down here. I like the, being the warmth. Guys, God is doing something at this place. God is working in this place. And He's doing it in every age group. And He's doing it in our children. He's doing it in our youth, in our college, our preteen. Our preteen is, is exploding. He's doing it around the room. People are reading God's Word. I, people are studying the Bible. They are, they are digging into God's Word. And it's not just something that they casually are doing. No, they are literally allowing this word right here to penetrate their lives and they are applying it when they go out those doors. God is working in our midst. Waymaker. Even when I don't see it, He's working. Even when we don't see, He's working. Even It doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be on such a massive scheme or scale God is doing those little bitty things all the while. And here's the deal. It's not until so often, till after the fact, and then we see God's fingerprints all over our lives. Even when we don't see it, He's working. God's working in your life right now. God is working in every single one of your lives right now. And He's always been doing it. He's always been moving you from one place to another. He's always been bringing you to exactly where He desires you to get to. And He ain't finished. He's not finished. Philippians, I love this. I love this. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I've already obtained it or already become perfect, but I press on. So that I may lay hold of that which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do. One thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you, are you still in your, I'm not talking about in your physical walk, I'm talking about in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual journey, in your process of being made and growing. Remember when you were kids and you were up here like this? Remember when you were one of the little guys like her? And God is, is molding and making, are you still pressing on? Are you? Am I? I have to ask myself this regularly. I have to ask myself on a regular basis, am I still doing the things that the Lord desires me to do? Am I still? Because it's so easy. Listen, this world, people, have you ever realized people are a mess? Anybody else in the people business? People's a mess, right? 
And it can get frustrating and we can get down and we can get low sometimes. If anybody should have quit, it should have been Paul. If anybody should have stopped, it should have been Paul. But he just kept going. Look over. Look over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I, I fear many inside of churches don't press on. I fear many inside of churches get hurt. They get... I mean, I'm not downplaying the pain. I'm not downplaying the situation. Many inside of churches get their feelings hurt and they're just straight up mean to one another and they, they, they tear one another up. We're reading James, remember? We're reading through the book of James every single day. Some of you are reading and you're like, well, I, I'm starting to memorize this thing. It's like I can read it really, really fast. I sat down the other day and I sped read. A speed read, speed read or sped read, whichever's the right way. And I can do it in nine minutes and 15 seconds. That's just flying through it. I ain't paying no attention to it. But I can read that thing in nine minutes and 15 seconds. And you know what I noticed? Dude, I'm saying the verses. I'm not even having to look at. I'm not even having to look at all the words. I'm just flying through it. And, and it's like I'm thinking about the words throughout the week. And I'm thinking about the verses and... I'm looking at myself, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, am I showing partiality? Is there some folks, is there folks that would walk in with the gold rings that I'm setting up front, and the, is the folks that don't have, am I putting them in the back? And I'm not talking literally, but I'm talking about in my own mind. Do I, do I sort of raise some up because they're the big shots, and I lower some others down? Guys, James speaks clearly to it, doesn't he? Doesn't he? You know what I'm talking about. Guys, that's what we got to start doing. In this tongue, this mouth. I mean, I'm, I'm, I amen it every time I read through it. <laughs> Who can control that thing? Anybody got this one figured out yet? No. Nah. Guys, we got to control that tongue. Because with it we praise God and we tear man down who's made in his image. And I love what he says. These things ought not be. Don't do that. That's not who we are. But, but what is the cool part about it in the process of being made and, and brought along on this journey and, and made and molded into the shape of Christ and having the mind of Christ and thinking like Christ and the, being sensitive and praying for a sensitive spirit. Lord, give me a spirit. Lord, give all of us a spirit that's sensitive to your word, that's sensitive to your voice, that's sensitive to what you're telling us to do. Because here's the deal. As we get sensitive, as we're listening, as we're allowing His Word to mold and make and shape and direct our lives, the things I used to do, I don't do near as much now. The things, the tendencies, the, 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 the bent that I used to have toward things, and I don't have so much. Not saying I've outgrown it completely, but I press on. Guys, I'm continuing to try. We press on to the upward call of Christ. We press on. Not that we've arrived there yet. Not that we've made it there yet. But we're continuing to, to strive in knowing that, look, we, there's no other. We can Google all day long. You can read Facebook and every comment on Facebook all day long. It's this book. 
This, this book, those words, the Bible is active and, and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's, it's real, it's alive, it's moving. Look, Paul, if anybody, had a, had a reason to stop. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we read, starting in verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. He here is having to defend his apostleship, his calling. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so. And listen to this list. In far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Listen to this. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Five times he was beat to the point of death. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I've been on frequent journeys and dangers from, from rivers. Dangers from robbers. Dangers from my countrymen. Dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangerness on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardships through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food in cold and exposure. I mean, this guy had, if there's anybody who should have quit, it was Paul. If there's anybody who should have checked out and said, Hey Lord, this journey, this process of obeying you and following you and saying, Lord, here I am, send me, I'll go. Send somebody else. But he didn't. We're reading through the book of Acts and processing through that and adding in the letters that Paul wrote and we see that he was those three missionary journeys that he went on and he planted the church all over the place. God used this man who was once a persecutor to now be a mighty tool for the Lord. He was an instrument that God used. Do you ever look at yourself as an instrument that God uses? Think about it. You're an instrument. You're Some of us... Some of us on a big, I, I, I guess you would call me like a big, bigger knife. Because I talk to more people. I'm one of them that like cuts the belly wide open and you pull it apart. <laughs> Y'all see that, don't you? But then some of you are just a fine, a very fine instrument that God uses to do a very specific task. In a very specific place, in a very specific way. Do not underestimate what God is wanting to do in you. Do not downplay your role that God has you in. It's not unimportant. It's not insignificant. It's, it's necessary. It's important. It's, it's needed. God... God, think about it, of the 8 point something billion people that I 
mentioned in reference to earlier, and God hears our prayers, God hears us, God sees us, God walks with us. God is using me. Why in the world is He using me? Why is He using us? Look at what He's doing in our lives. No, we may not have been shipwrecked and beat all these times and had all the, the problems that Paul had. And that's the external stuff. Look at the next verse. And apart from this, and apart from such external things, there's the daily pressure on me of the concern for all these churches. All these little churches like he writes to in Galatians. He says, what happened? You were running so well. I'm getting word. Who bewitched you? Who came in and tripped you up? You were running so well. What happened? It's heartbreaking as you think. As you look around the room and you see those. It's like they're running so well. You Sunday school teachers. It's not just the external, but it's also the internal of the concern for your class. And you parents, it's not just the external of having to, to do life and to do work and to do put up with people and to put up. you got your kids in your own home and you're sitting there. It's that concern. Lord God, please mold and make them. You raise them up and you just give them to them and you let them go. Lord, here they are. Use them, God. Are you pressing on? Please, please don't be checked out. Please don't be stopped. Please don't be quit. Please don't be allowing the list. What is the list? What would your list look like? Well, I've been burning churches. Raise your, don't raise your hand. But guess what? Hands would go up all around the room. But that, that don't mean Quit. Who's been done wrong? The hands would go up all around the room. Who's been, who's been stabbed in the back? Hands would go up around the room. Who's been had, well, they said this to my face, and then I heard behind the scenes this was going on. Hands would go up around the room. But guys, we don't stop. You press on. You just keep going. You wake up every single day and and you realize that, look, I'm, I'm, I'm living in all, for an audience of one. I'm living in, in the one who is my judge and who I have to stand before and who you have to stand before is not people, it's God. The one we have to give an account to for the decisions we make and the actions we take is not the world around us, but it's God. These, these voices, and, and remember two, three Sundays back, who is the enemy? devil the devil wants every one of us to stop he wants every one of us to say i'm tired of this i quit bunch of hypocrites down there praise god i am i am we all are i admit it lord i admit it i'm a mess up god i i mess up and 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 i'm reading in james again this tongue and and I do show partiality, and I do show favoritism, and I do, and, I, and I, I read that, and the Spirit of God inside of me says, that's not right. And I look at my motives, I'm reading through it, and I look at my motives and my attitude, and I see that God sees it, and I see that it doesn't honor Him, and, I'm, and His Spirit convicts me, and I say, Lord, I'm sorry. We press on. 
to the upward call of Christ in every single one of our lives. What does that look like in your context? Whether you're a big cutter like me, and I only say that because I talk to four. 5,500 of you on a weekly basis. That's the only reason. But you know what? You may, in your world, talk to even more than that. Some of you teachers, you say, well, I, I'm, I, I just got my home. Well, if you're teaching, you at least got 20, 30. And then you got all them teachers up and down the halls that you get to somehow pour into and love on and minister to. Anybody ever have a te- teacher down, up and down your hall that's just a mess? Anybody got one? Don't raise your hand. Love that girl. Some of you like, preacher, you don't know what she's like. Love that guy. You don't know what he's like. You don't know what my principal's like. You don't know what my boss is like. Take them cookies. Take them a Pepsi and a Snickers wrapped to it or a Diet Pepsi and a Snickers wrapped to it and say, I want to give you this. You never know. You may, you may, you may be that scalpel. You may be that fine tool. That this person that you are with has checked out. Because they've been beaten and they've been shipwrecked and they've been beat on the back and they've been bat they've had people stab them in the back time and time again, and they ain't got no friends and they can't trust nobody and they feel like there's absolutely no hope. So I'm just gonna go through this thing and do my job and I'm gonna go live and who cares? Show them there's hope. What? Guys, doing what this book says is not rocket science. Doing what this book says is not grit. How does it apply in your world, in your context? Press on in your context. Press on in your world. Press on in your house and in your home and at your job. Be exactly who God saved you to be because you're planted there. I'm planted here to equip you to do the work, to motivate you, to rah-rah until we all come to the knowledge, till we all come to the, to the understanding and the, the truth that, hey, look, I got to not just live this room, to live this in this room here, and hear this in this room here, but I've got to go be this out there. Go be this out there. Press on out there. One thing I do, I forget the past. Forgetting what lies behind. And pressing on to the upward call. Pressing on to what God has in store. Pressing on. Look at what He's already doing. Look at how far He's brought you. Look at what He's brought you through. Look at how faithful He's been. Don't judge man's record. Look at God's record. Has he let you down yet? Has he failed you yet? He ain't gonna. He's not. He's not gonna fail you. I want us to bow our, I want us to do something. Not that I've already obtained it or already have become perfect. But I press on so that I may lay hold of that which I also was 
held on by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What does that look like where you're at? I want you to bow your heads. I'm talking to this room to students. I'm talking to employees and employers. I'm talking to teachers. I'm talking to grandparents and sons and daughters. And I'm talking to widows and widowers. And I'm talking to mamas and daddies, husbands and wives. Let's say you're a fine scalpel, a precise instrument. What's God wanting to do? What's it look like? What are you? You see it. Press on. Right there. It could be in your classroom, teachers. It could be them. Co-teachers, it could be administration. It could be the mamas and daddies that drop off or bring them to your room. Students, it could be your classmates. Workers, it could be your co-workers. Parents, it could be your kids. Grandparents, it could be those grandkids. Press on. Press on. You see that spot, listen, keep your head down. You see that spot that God's showing you where he's got you planted and where you are, you are to be used at. You see that spot right there. I want you to ask the Lord this question. Say, Lord, how can I shine How can I represent you? How can I be your ambassador? Right where you have me planted. Lord, around this room, you are speaking to an army of men and women who are battered, battle-tested. They've been hurt. They've seen victories, and they've seen defeat. They've made promises, and God, they've broken them. But God, they've been used in mighty, mighty ways that... Lord, this world will never probably congratulate and give an attaboy to, but God, in the, in the quietness and in the stillness, God, you saw it. You saw it, Lord. God, we're not doing it to be seen. We're doing it, God, to honor you. We're not doing this life in the radar and 
on a, on a stage to receive the applause of men. We are doing life. We are pressing on. We are serving. We are walking in obedience to you. Our great God and King. God. Help us. God, you've shown us. We saw it, Lord. We heard it. You nudged, and we, we, we see it, Lord, but now we need help. God, give us boldness. God, give us boldness. Give us boldness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I've been here two years and I've never seen a church do what this church is doing. I've been ministry a long time. And the Spirit of God is moving in this place and in the lives and in the homes of the people and the pews of this place. And it's transforming in ways that God sees it. Don't stop. Press on. You got your marching orders directly from Him. That's where they come from. That's who we're serving. Go be that. Go be who He wants you to be. Go be who He saved you to be. Just go do that. Want us to stand, we're going to dismiss. Go to Sunday school. Take the hand of the person next to you. Look around you as you're taking that person. Everybody do, a, everybody do like a 360. See them? Hey, you're not alone in this. You're not alone in this. Every person you just saw got the same marching orders from the same king. It just may be a little different package. But they just heard the same word, similar word that you heard. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray for one another, okay? Let's pray for one another. Everybody bow your head. Pray for the person on your right. You may have to look at them. You may say, well, I don't know him, but he's cute. Or man, he needs hair. Pray for him. Pray for that person to your right. As a fervent prayer of a righteous man does something, God hears your prayers right now. Pray for the person to your left. May not know him. I promise you they covet your prayers. And now, it's okay. But pray for yourself. Say, Lord, I need help. Father God, you've heard the intercession and the pleas of your sons and your daughters. 
God, we desire to be obedient. We desire to run well, finish well. God, not looking behind, forgetting what's in the past. We press on. We press on. Here we go, Lord. We go in your great name and in your power. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask all this. Amen.